This time on TNT. Our new real estate radio show, Over Asking. We play Jono's Jukebox, Make It or Break It. And which women's tennis superstar was a fan of OLP? It's all coming up right now on TNT. Hi there. Welcome to Over Asking. My name is Richard Greger. This is the call-in show where you call to tell us how much Over Asking the house you bid on went for in today's hot real estate climate. Better get some aloe, because people are getting burnt. Our first call is Richard uh, Jeremy Taggart, rather, from the GTA. Jeremy, how much over asking did the house you bid on go for? Hi, uh, I was just waiting for the chorus to kick in here, because really, I'm feeling this song how it is. This is how it is. It's just fighting over just you're in love with something and there's this other person in love with it just as much at the same time. It's, it's killing me. I just have to listen to this song to appreciate the understanding of the two wants at once. It hurts sometimes when you really want something and someone else wants it at the same time, doesn't it? It sure does. So anyway, <clears throat> yeah, that, uh, yeah, I, you know, I'm losing a couple hundred thousand over asking on the reg here, man. It's just, it's killing me. It's just, I don't know what to do. So in real life, that's actually true, right? You're just going over asking on everything, like, like sure. signing stuff Jay-Z style. Like, yeah, I'll throw this much at that because it's so, it's not even real. Well, no, that that because that's the that's like, in in all reality and truth, that's the only way you can get a house around here now is you have you have to bid on it because there's not enough on the market. There's not like one there that you can go buy, and they're they're all either up for a bidding war, or they're not accepting what they want. So you know the odd one that you see that's sticking around, they're like asking a number and you're like well that makes sense that they're still asking for that because that's it's not worth that but it's uh, those are few and far between it, it seems to me that i mean i've uh bid on houses that needed like f- like full like all the floors <laughs> all the bathrooms the kitchen everything needed to be updated so it's like you know, a cup, probably a couple hundred thousand dollars. And nowadays, with two by fours uh, costing uh, $15 now, right? That's what they're at. Whoa. And they were, yeah, that's the, that's the price right now. Really? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, any little upgrades or, you know, you got to double everything now. Drywalls are more expensive. Every single thing to cut to build. So. Oh yeah, the COVID um, bloat. But. Yeah. So anyway, uh, how even houses where it's like that's in the picture where it's like okay you you bid this number thinking that it's going to need that much work, and boom you're out. Somebody 
goes a couple hundred thousand more than that, and they they're they're fine with it. It just blows my mind. But you're also seeing deals starting to fall through because they're spending, uh, you know, three or four hundred thousand over the the asking. Sometimes five, six hundred thousand over the asking price. So they're going to the bank saying, "I paid this much, so give me." the mortgage on this place and they'll be like are you crazy the house is barely worth the original list price <laughs> the bank's like so whoa big fella you're approved well, yeah, for 349.5 like, so you can't be paying 1.6 yeah things. so we appreciate that you got the place but that extra three hundred and fifty thousand dollars that you spent on the house you got to come up with that instead of thinking we're just going to throw that in there so now they're like oh wait hold on so unless you have this vast amount of cash, then, uh, you know, and there are a lot of people out there that seem to have just like thick folds, man. So when fat paper, <laughs> when you're when your realtor's like, yeah, you guys didn't get it. What are you hearing the other people did? Like, I know you tried a letter this week, but is it the cash people or yeah. the no conditions people that are beating you? Like aside from money or it's just money? Yeah, the well, the, la- the one we sent a letter on, uh, our ours was uh, over a hundred thousand asking, and the the original one winner was uh, two hundred fifty over asking. So asking so means nothing. They, they, they don't care about a letter, no. And this, you know, they they appreciate it, I'm sure, but it's uh, it's a lesson. But the marketplace has gotten to the point where I think the, the biggest thing I'm hearing is if you don't have to buy, then don't buy. Right. Which is, well, I'm, I'm extending here till July, which is amazing, the people that bought our place here. So it's interesting that, you know, to rent the house that you once built yeah. and lived in. But it's cool, though, that they're being awesome with, with the transition. But uh, so that gives us a little more time. But uh, I mean, the, the other option is to to just either rent for a bit and and wait for the market to 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 kind of at least plateau. Yeah. Because at this at this point, you're just seeing escalations on escalations. You look up to Barry, and it's happening there. It's happening over in Stouffville. It's happening even in Uxbridge. It's happening all the way across Vaughan. And then even uh, it's starting to get out, uh, the, the prices are out of control 30, 40 minutes away. Even small rural communities are finding prices double, triple to the point of like, we don't even understand why, you know, y- you would move an hour out of the city to a town you don't even know where they're just a kind of collective, not unlike, uh, you know, like your Allistons or further for, there's places called like uh like Cremor <laughs> or Stainer there's a lot of smaller towns that people are moving from Toronto to go to and I love the places. pluralizing of singular things like your Allistons yeah I mean you yeah. like you know who's there is like your Bob McKenzie's and your James Duffy's all, were there even, even those places you, it's it's hard to find you know three four bedroom houses around on, uh, at a million bucks this is the it's crazy a, thing. It, you look at a nice house out there, and it's like, oh, wow, this is everything. And it's like, well, yeah, well, you know, we're uh, $1.4 million. <laughs> like, what the hell kind of deal is going on around here? 
I was talking to a guy who retired, I think in his mid-50s, with a million bucks in the bank. And he's like, yeah. I, I learned in the first 18 months that wasn't going to be enough. Isn't that inconceivable? Not a person who lives, like, crazy beyond their means or anything. Just life is expensive. And uh, the interesting thing about what's happening with the real estate market is in a way everything is so uncertain nobody knows when things are going to open back up and it seems like we take one step forward and a few steps back but at the other end of the spectrum is people who are like let's get the house we always wanted if we're going to be working well, from home we need more space like it doesn't make sense in in many ways that everyone's going crazy buying houses right now but I in know, a way it makes perfect the, sense the scary thing is inflation with inflation, like the, the the stuff like two by fours and and costs of materials going up, everything else going up, that means like your hundred thousand dollars become you know your three hundred thousand dollars becomes one hundred thousand dollars if everything keeps going like that. Yeah, right. So even ha even having savings will not help you because your money that it's in the bank that you've worked so hard to save, it's it's getting small compared to how much you need to do every single thing for groceries and for everything else. Everything has just gotten so expensive that... I've noticed that with meat. About, well, if you think you have to think about investments, well, what what is one of the few things that, that uh, you know will go up with inflation is housing. So, so that's why you're also seeing people that have money are trying to get it into real estate as opposed to sitting in a bank where uh, you know 10% is going away from inflation period right it's crazy because if you also buy a house yeah. that needs a lot of work and when you would at one time think yeah, it probably needs 50 60 grand now just because yeah. of the cost of materials it's like triple uh -huh. that and yeah you're thinking even if you're doing a lot of the work yourself where you're saving on labor it's pure costs like the fence that i put in in the backyard was probably 3500 to 4 grand and it's about 100 feet of fence but that would probably be uh, 12 to 15 grand now just in the lumber <laughs> crazy the hell's going like how the heck well, what that becomes like well there goes the fence the concept of it like that's just welcome back just to what the hell is going on <laughs> what the hell's going on out there <laughs> takes you right back to why would you even like i'm thinking of putting a deck out the back or a dock on the what water. are you nuts wanting a deck <laughs> you don't just get a deck what are you crazy yeah, this guy over here thinks he can just get it put on a deck. <laughs> One floater, three hundred bucks. So you need what? Four on the big pad. So four float? No, probably six banger on the on the floater. <laughs> what well, is and this a dock? A, yeah, for the dock, like you need those big things under underneath. They're like three hundred bucks a pop, right? That that float. Yeah. So you got to get uh, like. A three, two, three bangers on those for the bigger part where you yeah. want two seats at least, and then you need four across the walkout. <laughs> oh, that's why. So <laughs> those Muskoka masks. It's oh, not the yeah. house; it's the canoe paddles and the um, <laughs> yeah. uh, bourbon tumblers in the bunkie, like all that you know those, stuff. Uh, 
those little solar lights, right? That they yeah, stay, uh, light, those are the good marine ones that don't burn out on you. Like those are like two hundred bucks each. Yeah, and you need so like, you, like <laughs> you need cleat protectors so you're not stubbing your toe on the little yeah. wharf cleat. And then all the hardware that goes with like the connectors with the docks and all that stuff. And then, or the, and then you're getting into the two by fours. How about the maps that park their plane, like the float plane yeah, garage with a deck with a propane fireplace? Like that propane fireplace on top of the float plane garage, that's like 3K. <laughs> I know. Who are the maps? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. How much mad cash do you really want? Also, on? who cares? <laughs> I with the like four car garage, but it's on the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four car boat garage. It's, yes. <laughs> it's a four boat garage. I'm telling you, in Muskoka, you see four bangers all over the place. <laughs> four it's banger just... boat garages. Yeah. Who are the maps? <laughs> who honestly? Who it's are the like... maps? Well, it's it's just like there's that pizza pizza guy. There's you know, like it's it's literally the owners of every place downtown. Right. Like yeah, you know the Bell Center. That's him. <laughs> there's Bell. You know uh, you know the Royal Bank Tower. That's him. You know every Petro Canada you passed on the way up here. That's him. But there's also, the maps that I'm down with are the ones who are like, yeah, actually, like, did you say Coots? His parents bought a little cottage in Muskoka in, like, 1950-something? Yeah. 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 Are the maps still there, or did they get steamrolled? No, he he sold his place. Yeah, they sold it to the the 24-year-old founder of Freshy. I can't tell you. Steamrolled it. He sold it to, I'll keep the private, but the, the person... As he sold it to as a Hall of Fame hockey player. No. <laughs> yeah. So that you, that gives you a, an idea. Like, like they they sold it to Goldie <laughs> and Kurt. And I, no, I'm saying soon to be Hall of Fame hockey oh, player. Oh, soon like, to be one who you know how like the cash is now in comparison to a guy who's retired. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's that was a beautiful property. And the the person who bought it, it's like, yeah, well, that makes sense that they live there. I'm so intrigued. But, yeah. but there's a, yeah, well, that that's how those places up there. It's like all, like the time when I went to Steve Eiserman's cottage, we literally flew from Toronto on one of those little, little math planes. No. Right to his lake and right you know jumped off onto his dock no yeah that That sounds like a story the buds want to hear me included i don't think i've ever heard it well it's just uh eiserman's a bud we hung out there for the weekend with avery just stayed (laughs) there for the weekend and ripped out there from like the uh, downtown airport okay i want to i have a lot of questions um, the first is Jeremy Taggart's going to Eiserman's cottage for the weekend. What do you pack in? Like, do you have like a roots duffel bag? We, you have a little roly? 
What do you take for a we suitcase? Made, we made the decision at like lunch, so I didn't have anything. I just like got a. I think I just got like toothbrush at shopper styles. And you bought a Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah. In whatever. town in Muskoka. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know how. To, maybe I borrowed some shorts or something. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything. <laughs> hey Stevie, why can I borrow some shorts? <laughs> So then, yeah, like you're at um, uh, Explodo Nicanano's for lunch, and you get on a little um, uh, float plane, and you go to his lake, and then, like, how is the fridge stocked? Like, how does that part work? Does he have staff? No, no, it's just him and his family there. But it's but it's all dialed. It's a beautiful cottage, yeah. And it, it's so either on. It's either on Lake Joe or on Rosso, but it's yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful space. So he has a car there. He leaves a car there. Yeah, no, it's all accessible, and it's probably you know ten minute drive from his place to Port Carling to get all the, the uh, snacks for the whatnot. Is Port <laughs> Carling where where do you go to be seen? Well, that's if you want to go. Yeah, that's where it's lineups to go everywhere. For right. Sure. Yeah. And is it a lot of like people with hair plugs and yeah, <laughs> it's and that big right? Time. Yeah, crazy hair plugs. Like I'm gonna but wear then, a linen you suit. Noticed, those have, masks. Have you, know, have, you, have you noticed hair plugs? Like they were really bad in the '90s, but now they're kind of like you see guys that have hair like Elon Musk. That you don't really see the hair plugs. It just looks like he's got like normal hair again. Does he have which plugs? He probably does. Yeah, look at old pictures of him in in high school. But wait a sec, he had plugs in high school or No, I don't know. He probably got some kind of uh expensive treatment going on where he grows hair like it. Oh yeah, those are tight. Imagine <laughs> he's probably he's like, Oh, I'm gonna spend a million dollars on my hairdo. Right. No kidding. Get the best <laughs> hair guy going and Bezos was well, like, I don't care. You kids like, Well look, it just grows hair back, like no different at all. He has guys working in a lab. Like, remember in the 90s, you'd have the guys with the one line of plugs across the front and nothing? Yeah. Behind it? Like, that was a rough look. Like, I don't know what the point in trying to talk to a doctor going, yeah, go for it. It just looks like you got kind of like some random trace. So do you say, I I know you know how much I love the Dave Grohl, like, trying to chip in for dinner stuff. Um, yeah. But, like, you're at Steve Eiserman's cottage. Are you, are you like, do you want me, can I pick up the Sobeys tab? Or, do you, like, do you, do you chip in? Well, I think, well, he had stuff there and uh, lunch and stuff, but we went out for dinner, I think. That's what we did. And is there just kind of a, I assume you'll get me next time, don't worry about it kind of thing? No, I mean you 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 uh, you pay or you you know whatever. I, I'm sure probably we paid for dinner. I just imagine pulling him aside and saying like, honestly, but it here's was like, forty dollars. <laughs> but it was like Turtle Jacks in Port Carlo. Oh like, my gosh, like is that a like place? Go, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's the original Turtle Jacks. <laughs> oh, sick. Turtle Jacks. 
I remember being there with a guy and he got so banged up from ordering all the drinks on the menu that he jumped off the dock into the water from, no, I, from the table. Do you think it happens every night? Probably in the, back then, yeah. So some Kevin O'Leary's, a couple of Blue Jays, well, I guess not in the yes, summertime. Sure. Yes, I love the Kevin O'Leary's always. Like uh, a couple of bank... CEOs, a guy who invented a thing that you've heard of, like those people. Well, a bunch of hockey players, for sure. Right. Yeah. Like, lots of hockey players. Right. So they're wearing flip-flops and uh, DP t-shirts. For sure. You always see some guy with, like, shorts and flops and a t-shirt come in some, like, pimped-out rover. Backwards baseball hat. Yeah, $200,000 Range Rover. Yeah. All matte black with like neon green. Yep. Seats. Just ro- gross. <laughs> Just rolling into town to pound a couple <laughs> drinks and stir up some trouble. And then there must be some old money too. Like, do you, are there people in ascots there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You like see driving the, like the maps, the, the boats that are yeah. made of wood, the launches. Like, two other people, <laughs> they only have like. Like two different article articles of clothing, but you know that those those things are like high hardcore Sperry's that you can only get like in Italy or something. Yeah, like like uh, Iron Man deck shoes. Yes, <laughs> a Clark Henderson turtleneck, like a, some label you've never heard of. It's kind of yeah, kind of interesting to visit. <laughs> How many days could you do there it. before you're like, all right, I I need to go back now. Well, it, it's a it's a scene. That's it. So I mean, it's beautiful. Though that that there's a reason why everyone's there is because the lakes are gorgeous and the swimming and everything is is spectacular. Yeah, and it makes sense that people were there. It's and it's just that's what what attracts people to it is just the beauty of the lakes and you know just the landscapes around it so it's good times is there still are are there still rustic places there like very rare yeah i mean there the costs up there like i heard about a place going seven hundred thousand over ass up there in Muskoka, oh. yeah. it's worse in in Muskoka. I think it has to do with everybody being sick in the pandemic of no space, so they're just trying to guarantee themselves to have that. So that's got to burst at some point when people are doing that up there. Yeah. And again, it's just people with money that are like sick and tired of uh, not having space in the city. And so it's like, well, from going from a backyard to, well, let, let's just get a place in Muskoka for $4 million. Then what? Then what? Yeah. Then you have the place. Then then what? It's not like suddenly you're like, okay, I'm good. Then you need a... No, exactly. No. You need a Matt sure. Range Rover for there. <laughs> okay, well, I got to get an RV to go up there. $300,000 Prevo just to get ripped back. In yeah. There. People must do that, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, look at everywhere that you look now. A 
especially well, the other thing now is when when it's really wealthy is with the the boats and the yachts. That's where it's really out of control. I guess if you're trying to do that, like I remember uh, being in Bermuda, seeing uh, this massive uh, boat in the harbor, and it was like, I don't know if it was like a, some, it was some oligarch, big money buddy of Putin styles, and it was this massive ship, and I'm like, that thing is bigger than an ocean liner, and it had all these pod holes and had. Uh, <laughs> multiple helicopters on the oh, deck. Oh, come on. I'm not kidding. And apparently, like, if you went near it, a bunch of dudes would come out on jet skis out no. of the pods. Like, KGB, yes. Yeah. Oligork. <laughs> Oligork. Oligork. Um, man, I don't know. I guess you're either wired that <laughs> way and you crazy. care or you don't. But those guys well, get all fired up by having stuff. Like, imagine being Jeff Bezos, who was, like, you know, driving a Hyundai, you know, in the, in the 90s. Now he's, like, rolling with those guys. Like, what a transition from what you're, what you're, you're doing. I know he, like, was in economics and finance anyway or whatever, so it makes sense. But just the difference of, like... Staying at Holiday Inns to like, I don't know, going in this, uh, uh, flying around and, and like, look at Drake's plane, seven forty seven, your own massive biggest plane you've ever seen, and it's yours to go anywhere. Imagine the fuel on that thing; it cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars to go like fly to anywhere. Well, he bought into cargo jet. Yeah, so it must be some kind of deal where he gets timeshare on it or right. something. Right. Because you can't pay for one of those planes. I know he's got money beyond and beyond any entertainer I can think of, but maybe. It's got to be a... Uh, it's got to be... It's got to be like a billion dollars, no, to get one of those planes? To, for Boeing to make one of those planes? I don't know. Isn't that insane? A billion sounds like a lot, but I, I, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I guess with the cost of two by fours now, that would add up pretty it's a, quick. It's like a, one, one of those, uh, like a private jet. This isn't a private, this is a 747. Like you get this for like whatever, 300 people or whatever. It's like buying a shopping mall and saying it's your house. I guess. But like... The size. Like it... You get the Raptors together. You go for a flight around Toronto when they won the championship. That's kind of fun, I guess. But <laughs> but like, like, isn't it like we're go? Let's go to Ibiza tonight, and you just get in there and you rip over. I guess that's kind of fun. <laughs> it's like the staff. You gotta have how many people have to staff that thing? A lot. <laughs> I guess it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Imagine. Hey, you got Wendy's on board. Hey, they got a Wendy's in there? Like, that would be pretty fun. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun if you're like, wait, make me one with two patties, but only the bottom bun. The funnest, but most cheese between. Part. He's got a Wendy's up there. If you could have one fast food place on your 747, what would it be? Hmm. Ah. <sighs> 
That's a tough one, actually. Right? It is a tough one. I know. Because I have no, I have no uh, love for any place, one place. Really? No, not really. I mean, I go, that's why I kind of mix, you got to mix it up. Because kids love that stuff. And you don't want them to own you, you know? That's right. It's just to one place. Like, in a way, I kind of think, like, well, somewhere like Tim Hortons would be good because at least there's variety. And you'd probably get sick of, like, I like a Wendy's burger, but you'd probably get sick know, of burgers all the time. The, uh, yeah, but the food that they make there is unbelievably terrible. Like, the chicken sandwich at Tim Hortons, it's, yeah, you just can't eat. I can't even eat I know, that. but one in every, like, 80 times you get one, and you're like, that's actually kind of tight. Like, sort of depends who's making it or where it is. I don't know, man. I tried one and spit it out. Like, I couldn't eat it. I don't know. Ever since they don't make the donuts on site anymore. Yeah. And the muffins. I I don't mind Mary Brown's. I'm glad there's a couple of those around, but it's not... Mary Brown's is not something you can crush much. Like, that's a... Once in a while, because it's such a rich thing to eat. Well, like KFC, I don't mind a big crunch, but I couldn't have one every day for the rest of my life. If you did, you'd end up probably putting on a couple every month. Yeah, I would say. Just collecting it up. KFC continues to be bumping in town. Like Friday the nights, there. there's like five cars out oh, on the main yeah. road. The lineup for drive through is so intense. Oh, it, it, I feel like some places are just... Uh, Crushing it. jammed. Comfort food, Constantly. I guess. Um, hey, bud, Would let's take like a break. Get... And when we come oh, back, break? we're going to play uh, Jono's Jukebox. Yeah, Jono's You have some tunes jukebox. lined up, and I'm going to uh, see if they they should get pumped or dumped. Yeah, see if they can make it or break it. I even can find a smash sound. Nice. Please. That's what you can do during the break. Oh, yes. Be right back, bud. Cocktail, please. All right. And we're black. We're back. Did you find a sound effect for, like, glass shattering or something? I, 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 I definitely did, yeah. Oh, you did? All set. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So, this is Jono's Jukebox, make it or break it edition. Okay. Meaning all editions. This okay, is the so make it or break it 90s editions. So I like. should Dick Clark it up, then. Like, well, it's, it's kind of your... Well, I guess, sure, but it, it's kind of like... Uh, you're the, the guest of honor in a way, because it's like you're the make it or break it guy. Oh, yeah, okay. So it's like you're picking if it's good or bad for the John O's jukebox. Okay, so I'll, I'll do a little voiceover intro then, and I'm uh, and, uh, uh, just introducing the show. <laughs> okay, perfect. Okay, you ready? Okay, go. And, so do you have you a... Want some, do you want, do yeah, you want sure, music? yeah, fire up some music, sure. Okay. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. It's the 1990s. Time to gather around the televised hearth for Jono's Jukebox. Yeah. Mbop, right? Yeah. It's a banger. (laughs) Is this the first song up for discussion, or is this the theme? It it could be, sure. Is it... There's something Is weird the about ju- how, like, he's a grandfather or something. Oh, the singer? Yeah, yeah. now for sure. Yeah, he's he like... somehow he, is older than we are now. He's like a great-grandfather. Yeah, he passed us in time and age. <laughs> um, no, so you you put that in the, in the box. That makes it in? There must be a word for something that 
at the time was like, I don't know. But now with the benefit of hindsight and maybe your edges have softened or been sanded off a little bit. So you're like, you know what? Let the kids have their catchy pop song. It's a great song. Okay. What do you think? So it's in. For for my jukebox? No, no, for that no, song specifically. That t- it's Well, I mean, the, I think they were uh, talented kids that were, you know, they, they got together and it was cool, I guess, for them to do that. They played well. And, uh, yeah, I think the kind of music that they liked and, uh, you know, they, I think a lot of them, they, they liked R&B and soul from the 60s and 70s, so... It kind of showed a little bit. And they played and, instruments. Uh, yeah. yeah, they weren't bad. <clears throat> like like the Moffats, as we've talked about before, like Bang Bang Boom, to me, is a great rock pop song. I don't know if I remember the name that do, song. Do, do, but... do, when she walks oh, into yeah. the room. Um, so yeah, I'm going to yeah. say, yes, sure. Mbop is a banger. That's on my okay. pump it list as opposed to dump it list. What about gonna make you sweat? Every uh, intro to 99% of movies in the 90s? Yeah, it's the Salisbury Hill of 90s movies. <laughs> Kenton Duane only had 24 hours to put his dad's cottage back in one piece. Um, and they decided oh, no. to do it with the Swedish bikini team. Oh my god. Um, here, here's the thing. I would like to say something about Hanson before we get to everybody's sweat. I'm gonna make oh, a sweat. Still, what do you mean you're still talking about Hanson? Uh, I, I was just talking about this with a friend. I know a, a singing teacher who said siblings can harmonize especially well because their mouths are the same shape. Like, it's a genetic thing where their voices just make the same sound. So when they go into harmony, it's especially cool to listen to. Like the Bee Gees. That's why they had the skills. So the the girls were... And the Rankin family. The girls were just invited to sing the national anthem at a graduation of 100 sheriffs today. No way. Yeah, yeah. And they they did it. It was for 100 people. They were both into it. They did it together. Indy wanted... To harmonize, Suge wanted to play it straight and safe. So nice. ultimately they played it safe and they, they didn't go for harmonies or anything, but they sang together. And obviously the timing is a little different, like Indy might bend a note and Suge's there already. But when they locked in to the same note at the same time... That it vibes. Yeah, it does. It, it sounds like um, uh, uh, like putting... It's a chorus pedal. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So I guess... Well, that's the thing, right? Hanson uh, has that. Yeah, well... And it's it's all... Uh, it can have a great vibe. It's like uh, if the uh, the timbers of the voices match in a certain way, I mean, that's what makes great bands. I mean, the the band, actually, the, 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 the band, like Richard Manuel, Rick Danko, um, uh, Levon Helm, like that, they're harmonies the way their voices sounded together was magical well so, so yeah 
we like the collection of voices is a thing. We had an interesting conversation beforehand because I was like, how are you guys going to know what key to sing in? Because if you both go, oh, and it's a different key. So yeah. I, I played them. There's a live version of uh, Seven Bridge Road. And you hear, they, they play a chord first, obviously, so everyone knows what um, key to come in on. Same with Hard Day's Night. Like, it, it kind of became a really interesting music education. So what they decided to do ultimately is Suge started singing O, and Indy joined on Canada. So they didn't ambush each other or start off on a clam. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's smart. But That's for, smart, right. it's April Fool's Day today. I guess this will probably come out tomorrow, the 2nd. Um, <laughs> Carol told them this morning... Yeah, um, I just heard from the organizer. You guys have to sing it three times. The first is in English, the second's in French, and the third's in Mi'kmaq. Whoa. Wow. That's so that's a lot of prepping. And they were like, okay. It was the perfect April Fool's joke because coming from Carol was unexpected, and it blew their minds enough and was kind of plausible enough that they were low-key freaking. Anyway, there you go. That's classic. But they crushed it. So what do you think? Is this making it or breaking it? Who are you asking? Are you asking 20-something me walking into Jerry's right pub now. in Halifax? Right now, the, ju- the jukebox in your house. No. There's no circumstance under which this would come on and I'd be like, yes. Well, maybe if you, the girls were partying on a Saturday night and it's like you want some dancing in there to keep things rolling sometimes you need tunes for hours suge can actually rap pretty good so she's been learning a lot of like uh megan the stallion kind of raps um so anything kind of fergaliciousy or any of that stuff that comes on she's all about it um but i don't know gonna make you sweat i think that's a no it's a no so let me give you the what do you say there's a smash record sound Oh, uh, I'd have it on there for parties. Keep it. Like, no, I mean, if you it's wouldn't. a big jukebox. Oh, yeah, I'd have it on there for the 90s parties. No, you wouldn't. If it's a. Well, I mean, if it, I'm trying to keep things alive and it came on, I wouldn't turn it off. Okay, for, for, here's what we're going to do. Else. But for me personally, like, I wouldn't listen to it, like myself. Here's what we're going to do. So, I guess you could say no. If it's like my own jukebox of like, for my own listening. I want you... I was thinking like for the house party. I want you to make the noise you would make. It's a crowded house party. You're leaning against the wall. That song comes on. And I'll be the like, Jer, get out here, man. Come on. Oh, Taggart. Taggart. Get out of here, man. Oh, what shake do you mean, it! Get out here! Shake it to what this! Me to do? Get over here, man! Come on! Come on! I'm not dancing. I'm not dancing to this. What do you mean? It's your house and your jukebox, and you said you would dance if it was on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad everyone's having fun, but you don't have to make me dance because of it. But yeah, it's funny. I imagined sure. your noise I, would be I'm like, like <laughs> ah, no. But your noise is like, I'm not dancing. I'm not dancing Come to on, that. Get out here! L- listen to what's on. By the way, dance pressure guy is a terrible guy to have on your bench. Oh. What, like, let's dance guy? When well, things are ten- tense? No, I just mean in general, like, 
in your circle of friends, the guy who's like, let's dance, man. Come on, get out here. Oh, man. No way. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's too much. That's pressure right there. Just I know. Get, come on, let's dance. Get out here. We're dancing. Okay. <laughs> How about this one? Yes. Poison. Poison, making, moving it slow, looking for a mellow fellow like DeVoe getting paid. Wait, better lay low. That's a jam. As Tom Power would say, that's a jam. See. So this is yeah. Like I can see you like first drink in hand, spinning this. In the basement, you know, like hanging out. <laughs> like, it's funny because gonna make you sweat and poison are sort of the same era, and gonna yeah, make you sweat definitely. is is like a big eye roll for me. But this is like, no, this is a jam. Oh yeah, no, yeah. There's like no I would crank this if, it, if I was by myself in the car for sure. <laughs> if Bell Biff. Why? Because there's some harms. If Belle, Biv, or DeVoe was on a flight, would you be like, yo? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, can I shake your hand? Yeah, yo. That's what I'd be like. Yo. Okay. No, but it's a jam. Okay, here it is. What else you got for a follow? This is another party jam. Boom, there it is. Do you know... I heard this this morning. I mean, this song's got a lot of energy going. I'm conflicted about this because... <laughs> I mean, it's, there's actually a party going on in the song. I know. I mean, like, already. You could be alone and it's like you're at a beach party. I'm conflicted because it's, it's a reference I probably make three times a week. And the chorus is good, but the verse is garbage. No, it's great. It's, it's, it's kind of like classic rap. It's flowing. It's got good groove to it. I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid banger for partying. Wow. I don't know. No, that's it. That's going to get smashed for me. All right. That's out. Let's get the smash going for you, Bob. All things considered, that's a that's smash. That's a dump it. It is a sneaky little earworm, though. It's interesting that songs of a same time can inspire different reactions completely. Yeah, see, this is a jam. <laughs> well, this is very similar to Gonna Make You Sweat. I know, but I like it. Like, it makes me want to get fired up and knock over street signs and stuff. <laughs> knock over street signs. This is the song that we're playing in the Tiger and Torrens movie when I'm like, you know what? I want the Torrens Avenue sign from north of the Danforth. Get in the cab. And and the song is how long it takes for you to pull it off and like 
get it the side <laughs> down. The entire song. Yeah, you're at like you get it. You're pulling the tool belt out to get the bolt off. It's like a five-minute sign-stealing montage. There's a mailbox that says Taggart on it near my house. Oh, oh my god! Well, we have to. We gotta get this one going around the city. Come to London. We've got like 40 signs that say Taggart and Torrance. I think I don't so we know. We can make it, we make a big basement room where we live in a basement apartment with all the Taggart and Torin signs all over. That would actually be pretty cool. Oh, that's um, classic. Okay, so yeah, no smash there. No smash there. It's it's okay. <clears throat> it gets me fired up. Okay, what else what you about got? This. This is like very of a time. I wonder why you're in the 90s pocket right now. But it's not the 90s rock pocket. It's not the, no, it's honey, just... why are you calling me so late? <laughs> no, it's, just, it's just hit like uh, hits of the, of the 90s, I guess. I don't know if uh, Timbo can hear some squeaking. Like, is this one that would come on? You're like, because the girls would probably jump around pretty good with this. I think your opinion of... Uh, it's not my opinion at all. I'm playing random jams. Come on, you don't think this would at least get like a laugh? No, no, of course it does. I, I'm I'm really trying to give it the respect and analysis it deserves. And I think I think the answer is when it came out and now if the Will Ferrell movie hadn't happened, I would think, you know what, that's a good jam. But they parodied it so hard with those <laughs> Night at the Roxbury that's guys. All you can think of. That's all I can think of. It's actually a good question. What songs are so wrapped up in a, a movie or TV show that you can't hear them the same way? Remember this one? Jump around? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Jam AF. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a great song. This makes it the box. <laughs> Don't you think it's a jam? Yeah, for sure. It uh, definitely. Uh, I remember how Joy. big it was. Joy, pipe down, bud. Joy's playing with Dino, her squeaky toy. It's gonna be all over the pod, so I have to fire it outside. There you go, bud. How about this one? The hot stepper. Yeah, jam. So what line in the sand am I drawing between I got the power and here comes the hot stepper? I don't know, but you are. Turn around. Turn around. Turn around. 
Yeah, that's right. a jam. Okay, now it's gonna now it gets a little different here. It's not so party music. There's a song, by the way. Just stop it for a sec. You can turn a, it down here for. Okay. There's a song out like now in the past year or something that two young guys, I imagine they're like on GAC and millionaires. They got yeah. Pitbull to do the hook and they used Here Comes the Hot Stepper as the uh, lick in the song. So they changed sure, the world yeah, that's like, pretty girls get loud. And a little familiarity to yeah, take and it home, right? Pitbull's going, um, put your hands up side to side, like that kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> export a green voice. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah. But they basically bought a hit. Yeah. So here we go. Jewel. Remember Jewel? Slam dunk. Rocket? Yes. Isn't she like on TV now on some show? Is she? I saw her do. Uh, she uh, she was on the Kelly Clarkson show, and they did a cover of. I don't think it was "You Were Meant for Me." It was uh, another one, but she can still sing big time. And I like that she has a little um, kind of throwaway runs that she does and goes into her head voice. I'm using the voice terms now. Um, I feel but, like she was on. She's on like a, a drama, like a. Uh, show where she's just like oh look she's actually acting on a show yeah maybe i'm crazy um maybe i'm crazy yes i like jewel when one? she came out i like her songs i think they're really catchy i like that she plays acoustic guitar she lost me a little bit on her book of poetry a night without armor <laughs> i'm surprised you went that far into it wow <laughs> you know that happened to you. that's pretty classic yeah what do you think of Jewel? Uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's see, it's like a good singer, good, uh, good tunes, I guess. You sound half-hearted about Jewel. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's not my bag. What is your bag, Jeremy Taggart? Like I put that. I put that in. I put that in the same thing as the James Taylor music, or, or the Jack Johnson, or just kind of whatever salad to me. But I see the. I see the, uh... See, now I'm upset. I see why people like it. You why? can't put James Taylor and Jack Johnson in the same category. Sure, it's a guy with an acoustic. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. quietly. And never too loud. Even though I'm like six foot eight. Is Jack Johnson ta even tall? Though, <laughs> no, but like... James Taylor's like six foot five, all huge, but he's like, Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> Just gonna make sure everything's okay. Oh, he has beautiful. Is that too loud for you? Can I, can I, uh, can I keep it down a little bit for you? <laughs> um, I, I beg to differ. James Taylor is one of my all time favorites, as you know. Well, I'm not saying, like I said, it's not, not my bag, that's all. How about, uh, here's one that I know you rock on the reg in there. You ready for this one? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm going to do a switch up on you that I think that you should be playing.
Remember the gin blossoms? Is this jealousy? Hey, jealousy? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good song. Yeah. It's a great jam. Wait, is that Jacob Dylan? No, Gin Blossoms from Arizona. What was Jacob Dylan's band called? Uh, Wallflowers. The Wallflowers, right. I think one of our first shows in New York, I, I was like, this guy started talking to me and it was the keyboard player from the Gin Blossoms. And I had seen her, I saw him around a little bit after, but yeah, they were great. Awesome band. What other song did they have? Aside the, this. the sad part is the the guy that wrote all these amazing songs ended up getting too banged up and they had to let go let him go because he just couldn't keep it together and he ended up dying. Aww. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a rough road for lots anyway, of people, man. I know. Especially like you taste success and then it dries up for a couple years. Little Prince action. This is what you put on when you're trying to impress your friends, Jams. <laughs> this is like you having me over to listen to records. <laughs> yeah. The 90s tracks. Did you ever meet Prince? No, I never met him, but I've seen him play. What do you mean? You've been to a Prince show? Yeah, I saw him in Oklahoma one night on a night off, and it was the, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. No way. How long was yeah. it? Like two hours, but just like insane. He just uh, was like such a talented performer, not only on singing and dancing and running around, but playing every instrument. Just crazy. Just music coursing through his veins. Yeah. No, and the, and he always would have this the best musicians around him, like so that the the. That's why I think he would go and play afterwards at like little clubs, just because he was always surrounded with great players and he loved playing. They'd just go play covers at clubs at like twelve o'clock at night after the shows. Just nuts. Like um, stand-ups showing up at comedy clubs at 2 in the yeah. morning just looking for a set. Just need exactly. a bump, man. Let me go up. Just a bump. Just give me a little... Did you have any bump. of those like, uh, yeah, guys, Tom Hanks is out there. Oh, my God. At your shows? Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, guys, apparently. <laughs> the original Sony president was this big, like, would tell the biggest bullshit stories i don't know what his problem was but like he'd be like yeah i played hockey with gretzky or like you know we'd be about to go on he's like yeah pearl jam's out there guys Alice and chains are here in the house and it was like, a lie no. well when the president of your record company says a, a band's out there then you believe it i guess right so and it was early on like our first couple little like showcases and stuff and he was making it up, just lying. No. Yeah, weird stuff. What a gearbox. But yeah, like, I know there's been, like, like when someone says someone's there and they are there, 
but like uh like guys yeah, lisa kudrow's out like, there no way like i remember seeing like one of the baldwin brothers i think would come out <laughs> really yeah steven daniel daniel baldwin is he the one who's like crazy now i think they all have had their moments <laughs> I love this People game. Like Which that. Baldwin brother would be most apt to be seen at an OLP show? <laughs> well, and like Neil Patrick Harris on the, coming on the bus randomly. That's that great. That's pretty out there. That's a great like, story. Not at the show. Was that circa Doogie? Uh, Doogie Hauser? <laughs> or later? Well, it was after, after that. So. But before How I Met Your Mother? Yes, yeah. Yeah, he was a really nice guy. How did he discover your music? I don't know. He just said he was like a fan enough to go by himself to the show and like come say hi afterwards. Like Doogie, you can come on and hang out, bud. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. What's the biggest? Okay, here's a question I've never asked you. What's the biggest shutdown you've ever done? Like, sorry, Tom Hanks, the bus is leaving, man. You can't uh, come on. <laughs> Who have you dissed you can't the hardest? Come down. Well, when you have to leave. Never, no, you never tell them to leave. Like, Venus Williams would come to shows and he'd hang out. Yeah. Indy just did a project on her. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that we have a connection to her and that you could basically get her to show up on a Zoom for her class. Yeah, yeah, no, not (laughs) like that. That's definitely... How did Venus Williams discover OLP? Venus Williams, it's just she said they used to practice and listen to our... Uh, music all the time and she would come to shows really yeah super nice too wow do you think yeah. rain and venus ever no not at all no chance it's kind of fun to think yeah, about not, though isn't not it that, not that he was gonna try or would try or that she wanted to or would want to i'm not just nothing at all <laughs> venus williams is she a formidable physical presence well she's very tall and super strong yeah Yeah. like she she's she's like you see her and you're like wow that's an athlete holy moly makes me want to just like do some (laughs) push-ups it's cool man that's rock and roll you know No diggity. All timer. Like mood changer. Like if you're telling yourself, I can't do something, you put this song on and you're like, oh, wait a sec. Yes, I can. Well, it's like the one of the original Dr. Dre, like vibesies. I'm sure vibesies was a word they bandied about quite a bit. Vibesies, call it guys. I call it Vibesies. Let's let this take us out, bud. We out. 240 in the can. We out. All right. Wait, what if you have some diggity? Some diggity? Some. Like, I don't have a lot, but I don't have none either. I got a little diggity. Is it like dignity? Lil Diggity is a good name for your rap handle. That's right. Little diggity me.
Hit the post button. We out. We out.